Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. Here, as always, my name is Tommy, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? Living out the April Fool so far so far this evening, though I did have a very nice dinner tonight. It's only, it's only our recording that is bringing out the fool in both of us. Yes, we are a little peel behind the curtain, a little peek behind the curtain. This is like our fourth time trying to redo this intro. We've we've cracked or slipped up on our words about three and or four times. Scene. But we've this is the furthest we've made it. Yes, we've but cracked anyway, a like bit. my dad said, we trouble, are here recording on this, this April first, sure. the evening. Um, coming off of a week or two of or pretty, I would say, quiet news in Packers land, but we're here to break down what we do have, and since we have a bit of a lull here, we are going to do another mock draft here for you tonight, doing all seven rounds uh, for the Packers using PFF's mock draft simulator, because our last mock draft, uh, if I'm correct, was, I believe, the start of February, so almost two months ago now. Uh, maybe a little longer even, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But so so much has changed in that time that we think it's probably best to put a new one out there, a new official mock draft for this upcoming draft, which is April... What's a good question? 27th. April 27th. Thank you. This is, is when, when the start. Thursday the 27th, when it, or it's Thursday, but Ooh. yeah, it starts on the 27th. Exciting. Only 26 days to go. But first, like I said, let's talk a little bit about some news. But before that, just wanted to pitch a couple of things. If you like what you heard here today, come give us a follow on Twitter at Father Son Packer. We tweet out when we have new episodes, articles we find interesting, news items that are important, anything and everything. You know, just come give us a follow. We'd appreciate it. And if you really like what you heard as well, come subscribe to us on YouTube. That would really help help our numbers and then follow us on your podcast platform of choice you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts you can find us uh we have a big catalog of stuff we've done over the off season this year talking about draft prospects we like the rogers saga i mean everyone loves listening to that right as much as almost <laughs> as much as we like recording it right dad um <laughs> but it's the gift it's the gift that that just uh doesn't stop giving Oh no! It's it's the content machine. It's amazing. I'm I'm sure everyone is loving it. Um, but so it was hard to tell the April Fool's tweets um, today from the tweets people have put out the last couple of weeks. Oh, it's been great. I love it so much. What was it? There was one that was just like the classic ESPN graphic, and then it was like Aaron Rodgers still has not been traded. Lamau, uh, and I I sent it to everyone I know, and I got a few people um, just just from just the the thumbnail. Um, but there is still some news in Packers land, despite not having much movement on the Aaron Rodgers front. Uh, the first thing we're just going to quick talk about is some more pro day news and draft stuff. Uh, we have two new players to add to the official visits list. Uh, the first two, if you do remember, we talked about last time were Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia, and Will McDonald, the fourth, the pass rusher out of Iowa State. Uh, the two new ones on the board are Jamie uh, Robinson, I believe is how it's pronounced, the safety from Florida State. And Jordan Howden, safety from Minnesota. Dad, you have some thoughts on both these players. Do you want to talk about them a bit? Yeah, so two two safeties. So thank you, Packers, for considering the safety room. I think everybody's saying we need we probably need two. Cause though you we'll we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on with the safety room later. So both of them, you know, looking at the safety room as a whole. So Robinson is somebody who's often mocked to go in like the second or third round. He has a, a RAS of only four eight nine, which is you know, <laughs> compared to some of the safeties in the class. Yeah, that's fair. Is, is not so bad. His uh, his forty time is four five nine, which is actually 
within the Packers thresholds for, I think, safeties they've had on the team in the past, though, just barely. Um, he's um, five, almost 5'11", like 191 pounds or something like that. His um, not very explosive, His and he ha- hadn't done any agility tests. Didn't do him with combine and hasn't had his pro day yet. Um, but he's pretty good at tackling. Um, co- according to PFF, he only had a 7.5% missed tackle um, um, rating, which among the 21 top safeties to be you know listed uh, to, for the draft was the third best um, in, in the ones that I looked at and also had the eighth best coverage grade. So he actually you know, is in the top 10 among the 21st, 21 sort of draftable safeties they have rated. In both, but not not very athletic or explosive. Now, the other one has been sort of a my late round safety crush, Jordan Howden. I discovered him and doing a bunch of mock drafts like, oh, there's another safety left. Let's, let's see what he looks like. It's like, yeah, he's um, and he's in every site I look at. He's either like a mocked in the seventh round or almost a UDFA. And some of the draft sites don't even list him at all. He's, you can't even draft him. He's not there. Um, but let me let me tell you why I think that's surprising. So his Rasna, he did just did his pro he did his pro day. His Rasna eight point eight six, um, uh, four four nine forty, which puts him as one of the best of all the safeties available this year. He's got decent size at um, five eleven three quarters, almost six feet, and over two hundred pounds. I think he's like two hundred three. So he's got good enough size, and he's got actually. A good jump says he must. I don't know what happened at the at the combine. His um, vertical was only like thirty three and a half, and at his pro day, he he improved it by half a foot, up to thirty nine and a half. He must have been dealing with something during the combine. Yeah, because that's a huge difference. Yeah. So now his vertical is elite, and he has a decent broad. I think it's in the good range. And um, did the agility test at his pro days? One was good, and one was rated as great. Um, so seems athletic enough. I've only watched a little bit of his tape, some highlights, but that they look good enough. They look pretty good. He had the best missed tackle rate among all the safeties in the class at only 3.1%. So that put him as, as the best um, in terms of tackling efficiency anyway. And I don't know if that necessarily makes him the best in run grade, um, but anybody else had the seventh best coverage grade by PFF. So there's a lot, I think, to like about this guy, even though some of the draft sites have not, you know, have not thought very high of him. But the Packers seem to be interested. Yeah, and I mean, in a safety class that's really starved for athleticism and size, I will say though, my guy Jerry Brown did uh, improve his RAS to like a seven, I think, with his comp- with his pro day testing. He improved in, in several things. I was looking at him. I meant to tweet and he got taller you that too. Day that uh, he took like a tenth of a second off of his forty. You love to see it. It's like point. It's like point one two. It was quite. A, it was quite a bit. That's you know what that is. It's a very friendly timer. <laughs> We're gonna go with that's a very friendly timer. Um, so well, maybe, hey, we'll he, take maybe he was stealing. Maybe he was stealing something. That's true. It's possible. I mean, maybe every safety at the combine was. Um, <laughs> hey, oh. But it's and it's yeah, nice so... to see an athletic an athletic safety because <clears throat> the other one that's athletic that you would think of is Sidney Brown, but he really struggled with tackling in college. So that's but he that's is the best. Flag. He's the best cover safety. In the in the class, you gotta, you gotta tackle as a safety. You can't. Not but he's also tackle. like the seven out of the top twenty one. He's like number seventeen or eighteen in tackling. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in, in two different sites for tackling grade, 
he is one of the worst in the class. I mean, we've seen so, what happened with Savage. I mean, I think my, the biggest problem with Savage to me is he just can't tackle. He's not a very good tackler. Right. I almost feel like if you could like pay, get get Brown and somebody who's a better tackler. Though I do, I do kind of like Howden. I wish we had gotten more. I had been hoping get some testing on uh, Skinner to see what mm-hmm. he's like. He's like the biggest safety in the class, and also. Um, has decent, uh, I think, craze for coverage and tackling. Yeah, but uh, but I like how I've, I've been lately. I've been drafting like two safeties every um, draft, and I get Howden in the seventh round every time. He's my second safety. Maybe he's not going to last that long. Maybe the teams know better than all these websites. And it seems like they're. Like keeping an eye on him, I think I saw he was getting brought in for a visit somewhere else too. I think it was the Raiders, but don't quote me on that. Um, so several teams are taking a look at him. It sounds like, and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him move up boards, especially with the weakness of the safety class just in general. Uh, beyond that, for draft news, uh, the other interesting piece was that Gutekunst uh, decided to attend the Tennessee Pro Day, um, which I guess was happening at the same time as TCU's. Uh, so. Take with that, you will, some prospects coming out of Tennessee that the Packers have been linked to already. The first one is Jalen Hyatt. Um, That's the one everyone's going to talk about. Uh, Receiver, really, really, really fast receiver out of Tennessee. Um, And then some other ones. uh, Who who the Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright, the tackle out of. The the um, Packers have shown interest in Hyatt Yeah, the Packers have already been rumored to have interest in Hyatt, so that could be a reason he's there. Some other players, Cedric Tillman is a wide receiver I'm very high on in the middle rounds, uh, second and third round, who's a bigger guy that they could be taking a look at that I would love if they drafted. Just dealt with some ankle injuries last year and really, I think, is better than he showed last year. And then um, Edge Byron Young is an interesting prospect, and uh, Darnell Wright, the tackle, is supposed to go in the first round as well. Um, so just some players they could be keeping an eye on out there in Tennessee uh, for reasons he was going there for the pro day. Um, do you have anything, any thoughts on those? Or Yeah, it, it could be simply that there are more players for Tennessee that they're interested in than TCU, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're more interested. It means that they're interested in Hyatt, but not uh, um, Johnston as much. Though Johnston, he wasn't, he, he, he did his, ran his pro day. He wasn't quite as fast, I think, as I expected. He did like a four four nine. Yeah, so he's right, he's not fast he, enough. It's fast enough, but he's not a second Christian Watson. He's not DK Metcalf or DK he's Metcalf. Like, yeah. He's not he's, like he's, a super freak where he's yeah. really big and super fast. But um, and his agilities weren't as good either. But uh, it, it maybe maybe they like Hyatt better than uh, than Johnson, or maybe they just like we got like five guys who want to check out here, and yeah. only one at TCU, and they. They're almost certainly with some somebody on the staff, a uh, scout who was yeah, there. Yeah, it's TCU. not like no one went to the TCU. Right, one. it's just we just don't know who those Tennessee. people are, and so nobody reports reports who's there. Yeah, and so from there, let's briefly touch on the Roger situation because that's where the money is, baby. That's all we can talk about. That's how we yeah, get that fifty nine point eight million dollars worth of money. Yeah, that's how we get that sweet sweet interaction. Is talking about the Rogers and the Jets. Uh, they do seem to be at a bit of an impasse. Uh, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated thinks it will be sooner rather than later. And what he was, uh, what has been reported by um, Charles Robinson of Yahoo, um, the terms that he is hearing is a 23 second, a 24 second that can escalate to a first, but the Jets want a 
pick back in 2025 if Rodgers retires after a year. So that is something to keep an eye on. Apparently, the Packers are digging their feet in on that. Apparently, I think the rumor I heard is that they're looking for a third back, which I don't know why the Packers wouldn't be like, yeah, sure, whatever, because what are we doing with those thirds anyways? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, because we oh, you really... Want this burning, you, you want this burning piece of paper? Sure. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know what the Packers would have been like in 2023 without or 2022 without Sean Ryan. I don't know where we would have been. So we <laughs> yeah, would have the whole, the whole line been. would have fallen apart. Yeah, right. Um, so I don't know why that would be a major sticking point. Um, probably some money as well. Um, and then also in the meantime, we've gotten the uh, annual league meeting uh, where essentially all the coaches, GMs, everyone gathers together. Um, and usually a lot of talking gets done at these events and several interviews were done. Um, so just touching on those very briefly, uh, in terms of the jets, uh, Joe Douglas, the gen, uh, GM of the jets, uh, said that there is no plan B yet, uh, and that they're pretty much all in on Rogers. And he was specifically asked about pursuing Lamar Jackson, who apparently requested a trade from the Ravens. And he said that to pursue Jackson while talking with the Packers would be, um, operating in bad faith. Uh, I think the main reason it would be he doesn't really want to – he thinks that would probably piss off Aaron Rodgers, and I would not be surprised if it actually <laughs> and, would. So, and, and then they'll end up starting Zach Wilson again? Yeah, it's, that's just because not the, even – Because the Ravens won't actually let him go to the Jets? Exactly. That's not really worth it. Uh, it seems like a lot of pressure is being put on Woody Johnson to get this thing done – or from Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, down to him to get this done. Yeah. Um, so it the sounds the like me- they're yeah. – sorry, go ahead. I mean, it came out like the last day of the league meeting that – Woody Johnson said he's getting anxious about getting this done. Yeah, I, I think I, I wrote, we talked about this before. It's like, I feel like the Jets and the Packers. Mutually um, assured destruction of the Mutually assured leverage. destruction, or yes. like they're the, they're the Spider-Man um, meme. And they're pointing at each other. It's like, you're more desperate. No, I'm, you're more desperate. No, you're more desperate. I'm more desperate. No, I think it's you more, have the more I, I think it's more, you have I'm the more desperate. Everyone's like, I'm more desperate. I'm more, <laughs> I'm more desperate. desperate. Or well, you have the leverage. No, you have the, the leverage. And the Packers side of it that we hadn't <laughs> talked about yet is that uh, they were talking to Gudekunst. Um, this is specifically about the trade itself. Um, and they essentially asked him whether or not he felt like he needed a first-round pick. And he pretty much said, I think they were specifically asking about 13, and he said no, they didn't really need a first-round pick out of this, but that they needed some kind of premium picks was the wording that he said. But the fact that he was like, yeah, we don't need a first. I mean, I don't understand what the big holdup is, but here we are still. Um, beyond that, though, uh, from Gudekin's thing, uh, he essentially told his side of the story with how the Rodgers thing fell through. And his essentially telling of it was that he tried to reach out to Rogers a bunch of times to talk about it, like the future with the team and what the plans were for the year. Rogers never got back to him. And eventually he was like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I have to it, do my job was, I think the right. At he one had. point he said at what, at, at one point I just had, had to do my job. Yeah. And so that's his version of it. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle between the two. Uh, I would not be surprised if it is difficult to get a hold of Aaron Rodgers. That kind of sounds oh, on I brand. Was to, who was talking about it today that I listened to? It said that even Lazard said it's hard to reach him in the offseason. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be that surprised. Um, beyond that, though, the Gudikins presser, I think, was, was fairly minimal in terms of like true content. Um, that was probably the most interesting piece. Oh, by um, far. I mean, that 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 caused uh, quite the series of waves through the uh, interwebs. Yes, 
And then the Lafleur press conference, I think the most um, interesting pieces where he specifically said they need to temper their expectations on Love, just kind of like, hey, pump the brakes, like he's going to struggle at times, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think the most interesting part, which we can talk about briefly here, is that uh, he said that Savage is going to start at safety, and I think he just meant like in the safety room, not necessarily he's like guaranteed a starting spot. Um, and then Rasul Douglas will start at outside corner. And then Keyshawn Nixon will get every, every opportunity to win the nickel job. Um, all these uh, pieces are from Matt Schneidman on Twitter, by the way, who was uh, at the pressers and tweeting out essentially questions and answers. Um, Dad, what do you think about this uh, Savage at safety, Rasul outside, Nixon getting the chance to get the starting job? Where do you think this? What do you think this means for Stokes? Uh, what do you think this means for the safety room in general? Um, I think Stokes is the interesting one. Sounds like maybe they don't think he's going to be ready for the first week. That has, that that is my interpretation. I don't know what else it could mean um, that they would just bench him in favor. Um, I think it maybe they're worried he's not going to be ready. And so they're talking about is the very start of the season. This is what it's going to look like. And then later it'll change when Stokes is ready to play. I don't know. Um, I'm just making wild speculation here. This I is mean, what you uh, spend your, this is why you tune to us. Yeah. For the wild speculation. It's the best part. I, I don't really know if they really know what they're doing with the corner room, because I mean, they won't say it, but I think Rasul at slot corner was a bad idea and didn't work. It was a fail. Uh, yeah. It didn't work at all. And then you put him back outside and he's good again. It's like, wow, <laughs> amazing. Who would have guessed? And so they have, they have uh three square pegs and then two square holes in a round hole. And, yep. and so they got, they got no one to put in that spot. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's I don't kind of weird. What they have is they have they have people in that spot. I mean, Nixon's best position on defense is slot corner. If you're going to play him on defense, I know Savage's best position on defense is probably slot corner. Yeah, no, I agree. Right? Uh, yeah, and, and then and, but and they, but they have three outside corners who yeah, are they, all uh, starting quality. Yes, and it doesn't. I mean, it, it doesn't. <coughs> so really they have make sense. three outside corners, two slot corners. And no safeties. Yeah, that's kind of true. And I don't, I don't know what you do with that because, like, I mean, goodness, do you play Jair at safety? I don't even know because it sounds like they don't want to play Rasul there, even though in the preseason last year they played Rasul at safety somewhat. I mean, maybe they didn't like the way it looked in practice when they and they tried liked him how he looked at slot. They were like, "Yeah, this is awesome. We're loving this." Is that because he was guarding Amari Rodgers? Is that because he was guarding Amari Rodgers in the slot? Is that why it looked like it was going to work? Is it the same is reason that, that was, our? You know what it is. That's the same reason our defensive line looked amazing. <laughs> you remember so hearing good? in all, in the in the yeah, training like, camp? No one can block like, our this is, the, this is the best D line ever. They're just killing our offensive this line. Like, no, this is going to yeah, be awesome. This is yeah, no there's a reason. There, it turned out there was a reason for that. So wow, Jake Hansen and, and, and Royce Newman really can't block these guys. Who would have thought? Oh man, oh. we're gonna we're gonna wreck the league this year. Oh man, wow! I just think this. I think Joe Barry said this D line is special like eight different times in the preseason. <laughs> I was like, wow, no, no, they're not. No, no, uh, they're not. Not that kind of special. Oh man, they like the special teams from two years ago. That's what they. That's what he meant. Oh my goodness! Right. This D line is like our special team. This D line is like our special teams. <laughs> oh man, it's it's just he just got confused. <laughs> oh yep. man, it it is similar though because it's like I don't 
I don't. But going back to the corner and safety problem, it's like I don't know what they're going to do there, and that's why we think we they need two more. But then they got guys who aren't going to get playing time, who are probably some of the better players on the defense. I just don't. I don't know what you do. It, it right. They, they it's not really well constructed uh, right no, now in terms it's not of constructed the at all. balance between the position rooms. So I think they're. I, I think they're going to possibly draft two safeties and sign a veteran. Maybe <sighs> we, we talked about this last time, like Johnson yeah. or somebody. Yeah. I mean, who. I don't know. I, I I don't really know what you do with it. I'm I'm less concerned about. I'm not really that concerned about who's playing. I'm not as concerned about who's playing safety. Well, that's just like a known problem. So obviously I'm concerned. But I just don't understand how you how are you going to get Jair, uh, Stokes, and Douglas on the field at the same time. I don't understand how you're planning to do that. And when they have all not these guys to... have high, you've put high investment into these players. You got to yep. get them all on the field together, and there's no way to do that without putting Jair in the slot, which they don't seem. And to they want have to do. not wanted to put Jair in the slot. He's probably the best of the three in the slot, and they haven't wanted yeah. to do it. It, it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. This is going to be one of those things that we're saying for the first six weeks of the season. It's like, oh, you got to get all three of the guys on the f- field. Like, why is and then by like week eight, we'll put Jair in the slot, and he'll be like, wow, it's working. It's like, yeah, yes, it, this, this this every year there is one of these things. So yes. that all the fans are saying over and yes. over again, why aren't they doing this? And then halfway through the season, they'll do it. It's like, oh, it's so much better now. Yeah, why did it could, take them so long? Who could have thought? I know, right? Um, but anyway, that's kind of tying up that. Now, do you have anything else you wanted to discuss news wise before we get into this mock draft or? I think that's it. I mean, I haven't heard and, and I, I um too much about the different if there are other pro days that Gutekunst has been to. I just wanted to comment on this one that just happened with Tennessee and TCU. He's been just and I think we covered some of the other ones with our last recording. Yeah. And, and with and probably hadn't been to too much in the last week because the league meetings took up a good chunk of time um since our last recording. So I may not have actually missed any there. And there's not been much in the way of free agent movement anywhere in the league, I think, in the last week either. No, not particularly. Uh, Um, The only big one I've seen, I mean, obviously the big news would be Lamar requested a trade at the start of March. Uh, Beyond that, nothing's really coming to mind. I know Odell's had a lot of visits uh, around the league the past few weeks. and, And I've seen things in the last, like, two days that say I forget who it was so and, and I don't know how much this is it probably is speculation I don't know if this is actually any insider info but it's almost a done deal for the Jets just waiting to make sure that the Rodgers thing goes through we'll see if that actually turns out to be the case yeah um, but let's hit this mock draft. It's gonna take some, I'm curious what the gymnastics going the Jets going to have to do to get under the cap after the trade because they're already very tight against it they'll take another 15 million just to add Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, they'll, well, just, you know, they'll find a It's a bargain, way. actually. What, they're, yeah. what they don't realize is they're getting a bargain this year. Compared to what we have, yes. Yeah. 100%. And um, uh, they're getting the, the level of quarterback play they're getting for only $15 million. They're talking about how much it's going to cost them. Like, let me spread that out later. Exactly. Figure it out. Well, let's hit this mock draft, Dad. Uh, we're going to be picking just for the Packers using PFF's mock draft simulator. Um, and we are going to operate under the assumption that we're going to get one second round pick in uh, this year and next year for Rodgers. So let's run that trade through now first, and then we will go ahead and start picking. Uh, if you want to check out our previous mock draft, you can go back. Uh, I think it's episode 40, um, but it's listed there. 
Uh, and that one, it's also tweeted out a screenshot of the picks we had. Probably some similar ones. Um, if you remember our discussion on what the biggest needs for the package were dead, if you want to just uh, throw that trade through really quick while I'm vamping. Yeah, so um, we wanted to go 42 this year, you think, and two next year? Yeah, I think the two twos and for Rodgers and then just kind of force it through. Gonna, gonna, I don't even have to force it through. It'll accept this. It'll accept two twos this year and a three next year. Okay, let's go two twos. And, Do we want to... Um, so just to any player, Rucker, just leave. I think uh, Corey I think Davis. Just, I think just leave it. I mean, you can throw Corey Davis if you'd like. They're going to cut him anyway. So that's um, the thing. I don't. They talk about trading, including Davis, and in that's just a cap hit. I think you're going to have to cut him to make room, and then you know it won't cost the cap so much. Okay, so let's do this trade: a two this year, a two next year, which has been kind of the where the wind seems to be blowing. Yeah, I, if you told me that three months ago, I would have told you not enough. If that two has escalators in it that would make it a one, I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. But c'est la vie. Right, All if right. it ends up being a two and a one, that'll be okay. So All let's right. uh, push trade. that trade through. Push that trade through. It's gone through. And trade is accepted. Let's do this draft. I didn't even have to force it. Start the draft. We are now on the clock at 15. All right, here at 15, some players that are popping off the screen to me. Quentin Johnston is available there. Kalijah Kansi is available there. Unfortunately, Jackson Smith and Jigba went off the uh, board at pick 11 to the Tennessee Titans. That would have been my ideal pick. That is still my ideal pick for the Packers at 15. I, at this point, the more these um, pre-draft uh, seasons going on, the less likely I think it'll be that he is there. Uh, just given what all the other receivers have been doing, just kind of yeah. tanking their own stock since, in some way. Since ways. his pro day, I would say 75% of the time he has gone before 13. Yeah. Um, in, in the mock drafts. And the other, and sorry, I just ahead. mentioned some other players who are already gone that some pundits are starting to talk, like um, Paris Johnson is somebody mm-hmm. that's been a, a darling to mock to the Packers very recently, and he's also yep. already gone. Yeah, that was one we saw. Um, I believe it was Daniel Jeremiah from oh, Daniel NFL Jeremiah. Network right, had, right. had Paris right, Johnson going to the Packers. about how he might actually be um, making mocks based on what he's hearing. Yep, so that's an interesting one. Um, another player that's and off the board is also is, gone. Is Skaronsky. In this mock draft, uh, 12, 13, and 14 were Skaronsky, <coughs> Broderick Jones, and Paris Johnson Jr., so tackle, tackle, tackle. Uh, so if the Packers were to go tackle, it would not be this kind of draft because you don't really want the fourth or fifth tackle off the board. Um, it's probably... It's a pretty big jump to the fourth yeah. tackle in all of the the rankings. Yeah, I mean, I could see them being interested in Darnell Wright. He's a really good athlete. Um and you just give them a year. Uh, for me here, I think they would be kind of between... I, I'm leaning Kalash Kansi, Dad. Uh, defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. Super good athlete. I have liked Kansi. And so I should we should have that Quentin Johnston is still available this time around yep. this time. Um, I, I have started I have cooled, to cool on him a I have bit. cooled on him a bit. He is not as much of a freak athlete as I was thinking in the start of the draft process. He's a good athlete. He's still, still he's a great athlete. he's a great athlete even still but a great, he's, he's still a great athlete but not yeah. quite the freak that I was thinking he was. Cansey, however, might just be a freak. The only problem with Cansey, like like I was saying, defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh, two hundred eighty pounds, a little undersized. With the helmet scouting and the size, you get a lot of Aaron Donald comparisons. He is a freak of freak athletes. The only problem is his arms are short, and the question is, is that going to matter at the next level when you're small and you have short arms? But you're also a freak of nature, at like as an athlete. I think and he's been a game wrecker. 
Yeah, I think it's worth well. the risk. Um, I think he's so good at everything else, and he's so quick that I think he can overcome the fact that um, he does have shorter arms. I am I am not out on Quentin Johnson. Also, um, I just no, don't I'm not out think... of him. I just don't think I want him this high. Yeah, I, I don't think I would want him at fifteen here. I'm leaning Cansey. What are you thinking? Lucas Van Ness is also here. This is a player that's been mocked to the Packers a lot of times by almost everyone. Um, I have and not then, been on high as him as the consensus out there seems to be. I'm not that high on him either, but he's the kind of player the Packers would take. Yeah, I like his because Kansi, I think, could also play edge with his speed and quickness as well as um, in the line. The, the length, uh, the, I think, the, would bother the, the him arm length, a lot. Maybe it might be worse there going against long arm tackles. Yeah, I think the length the t- at the edge is going to bother him more than on the inside. <laughs> I, I think that's my concern is that he already he has short arms. Like I think tackles are just going to handle him with their with that, like the length. I think he needs to play inside. Um, another another couple players. Kincaid is very interesting. Kincaid, if he had could do any testing before the draft, he has yeah. still been. Yeah, he 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 didn't do his pro day with his back injury. Maybe he'll have a private workout at some point in the, the next three weeks. I don't know. Um, another player to think. Another couple players to just consider here. Miles Nolan Murphy. Smith and Miles uh, Murphy. Two Miles Murphy is one for me where he hasn't done any athletic testing either. He's actually supposed to have a set of private workouts. I think uh, this week. Um, he didn't, he didn't participate at the combine or Clemson's pro day. Um, but so I, I want to see testing on him before I would pick him at 15, but he's young. He's supposed to be a freak athlete. Uh, he's got really good burst. He's got probably, I would say a lot of people have, a lot of other people have said as well, the best first step, um, in the class. He does tend to win more with speed than any other like kind of finesse or anything else. Um, so that is his downside. He's not really polished at all, but he's young. Um, Smith is a little small, I think, uh, for what they he's like their edges than they to do. Usually, like he'd be, I think he's smaller than um, Quay Walker in weight. Yes, yeah, but I think he, so. he he is a leader and a surprisingly good run defender considering his size. Yeah, and it's not been actually as effective at uh, getting sacks as you might expect. So this is just so what I have here. I don't know if you feel the same way. I have like four or five players I'd be happy taking around twenty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then fifteen for me. I'm between Cansey and Johnston. I think yeah. is where I and and maybe Murphy, but Murphy, I I want to see the testing before I really put him in that tier. Um, for me, I just there's something about I'm high on Quentin Johnson, but a lot of people whose opinions I trust they are not as high on him and they have concerns. I think the movement skills on the field are really ridiculous. Like when you see him with the ball in his hands, it just feels really natural. And he's not really like a big, like he's, he's a big guy, but he doesn't play like a big guy. Like he doesn't play as like, like a big contested catch receiver. Like he's nice with the ball in his hands, which I think would be interesting for the offense. Um, but I'm leaning Cansey here. I'd, I'd be happy with Cansey. I think, um, let's, let's and, go with Can- and the trade offer. They're giving us is nothing of interest. It's too far back. Yeah, let's go with Cansey. All right, we'll go with Cansey, and we'll maybe end up picking it. So when I when I do this, if I end up with neither, if I don't pick Johnston or get uh, Smith and Jigba in the first round, I almost always get a receiver then in the second. Let's see how the board falls after we I take think Cansey. It's, to me, it's going to depend what tight ends are there. Well, I get both. Fair. So here we're getting down to the second round. Some players that are interesting – Luke Musgrave is here, tight end out of Oregon State. 
Let me pull up um, all the tight ends. Yeah, uh, Laporta, tight end out of Iowa, who's something someone I'm very high on is here. Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia. I think this is where they go. Um, I think so too. Some people think they should. They might even take him at 15. I, I would, one thing I'd would say, you I'm, hate it? Would you hate it if they took him at 15? I wouldn't. I hate wouldn't it. necessarily hate it. One thing I would say about Laporta, and I think you you got me uh, kind of interested in him earlier. You brought him up. I have people say that Laporta is what people think Musgrave is. I agree. Laporta is actually very athletic. Um, no like, one talks about it. Everyone's like, like, wow, look at these testing numbers from Musgrave. Wow, look at these testing numbers from Coons. Laporta's testing was crazy, and no one talked about it. Yeah, and, and he looks really good with the ball in his hands, breaking yeah. tackles and running over people. I'm telling yeah, he you. Is, he might. He's my, maybe my favorite pass-catching tight end in the draft. I mean, here they have forty-two pick 42, and then... Uh, they, which they got in our mock from a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Then 43 is Jets, 44 is Falcons, and then 45 is the Packers. Would you hate it if they just went Washington, blank, blank, Laporta? I have taken both of those tight ends. I mean, both those tight ends on a number of drafts. Usually when I have run a, a mock where I have two extra seconds, so I have three seconds, like 42, 43, 45. Yeah. It's it is tough. Um, let's look at some of the other players that are here, at other positions though. Um, I I I don't necessarily want to do a ton of trades in this mock. Um, I will just run. So through the here's picks some other players I really like here at this point in the second round who are still available. So we should say Jalen Hyatt is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went he, right he, here at he, pick 35 in this mock. So that's somebody they've been interested in. At least met someone. Will McDonald is gone. Somebody they had for a visit. Yep. Um. Daywan Jones' tackle out of Ohio State is gone. Jones is gone. And uh, other players who went, Darnell Wright is gone. He went in the first. Kincaid is gone. Meyer is gone. Um, Mozzie Smith, the D-tackle I really like out of Michigan. I'm not that high on him. You're not that high on him? No, I, I don't really see it. We'll see what his testing looks like. He hasn't tested yet. Not, I don't think he does speed or agility yet. Yeah. Some, um, some players, though, that some, are interesting here, like you were saying, though. I really like Adebaware. I mean, he's just a freak. He's an absolute freak show. I would. He's a player I would really like. He he's list some place list him as an edge, some as a D lineman. He's like two hundred eighty pounds, super athletic. Some team is going to take him in the first round. I think. I don't think. I don't think with That's, those measurables, he's going to make it to the second. I think he's his his uh, draft position and all the mocks is rising. So I mean, he may not actually be available at this point. I mean, you see players from. Like with worse college pedigrees, put up those athletic testing numbers and go in the first round. Like he he went to a Big Ten school with, along with all these athletic like achievements. I I would be surprised to see him fall very far. Um, yeah. The receiver position here is a little barren at this spot in the draft. There are some two smalls. Yep, and some the only players so second round players here that I would be willing to take in the second round. I really liked the way Michael Wilson looked at the that, Senior Bowl, the, but it's a huge health, risk. He it's only played ha, he played less than half of his games. Yeah, he's just but he players stay here. At Perry, maybe he's big. He's, yeah, he's big enough. Rushy Rice is just in their measurables. Yep, he's more of a contested catch player. Even though you, I, it, one thing that came out of the Senior Bowl, he wasn't as tall as people thought. Yeah, but he's, one thing that came big. out of his testing is he has a forty-one inch vertical leap. I mean, did you know that DeAndre Hopkins is only like six foot one? There you go. This uh, like, like I don't understand how that works, but so Rushy Rice, six foot one, and I'm he's only saying. 
So he's he's a leaper. Let's say he's getting all those contested catch wins. Yep. So he's actually somebody I, I've been thinking a little bit little bit more about lately. Um, and then some late. So I'm almost then at he, the point uh, where you wait. I I, yeah, I like Cedric I Tillman can... in the third as much as I like any of these guys in the second. Yeah. Or Xavier or, Hutchinson. Or Xavier Hutchinson. Or even um, in the fourth. Yosivas. Yosivas. Uh, or um, Palmer. Like either Palmer. any of these guys. He's um, a little skinny. But yeah. he's super fast. Is it his explosive numbers are bad? But he's I'm not super as fast. I'm not as worried about taking a skinny speedster in the later rounds as I am like yes. Jalen Hyatt yes. at 15. I think some of those right will. Uh, so for me, I would say at this point it comes down to Adebayore or Washington. <sighs> to me, I'm leaning Washington. You yeah, got. And you know why? Because the tight end room is barren. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. And Washington could be a super freak out of this draft. Yeah, I mean... On offense. Obviously, like, what was it? I think um, I was listening to... I can't remember. Some podcast. But uh, I think his, like, 100th percentile outcome. So, like, the like if he is as, like, the best player that he could be. I mean, I think the best version of Darnell Washington is, like, Gronk. Like, he if he... Yeah. If he maxed out everything he could be, like in terms of like skill wise, like became the best player that it was possible for him to become, he could be Gronk. I think there's like a less than one percent chance of that happening of him being that good. But that's how high the ceiling is for him with his size and his athleticism. Uh, I'm down for Washington here. I think, right. and you know, they just announced they're allowing players to wear zero now. So think about how <laughs> so sick you, that was. So look. there you go. Think okay. about how cool that would be. I often, I have no objection to Washington here. I often take him here. So I mean, I'm about a cape for a Washington Laporta back to back. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to calm me down to not get us. <laughs> okay, back. let's 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 take this one first, and so right. let's, let's see if it's uh, probably still be a possibility because uh, of where. Uh, so Adebayore, well, Adebayore went went at 44, just before 45. I was wondering if he would still be there. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna now, think. I was need... gonna say the Falcons do need an edge. Do we need edge help? How urgently do we need edge help? Still too early I, for any safeties in my book. I like Anadike Uzoma. I don't. I like uh, him people too. don't talk about him much, but I like him. Edge out of Kansas State. Uh, I am here to tell you I would still take Laporta. So, right. So, in terms of, I would say, positions of need, um, which safety I think is still too early for the safeties in this class. The only one I would take maybe is Battle this early, somebody who's supposed to go this early, but he might actually be available in the third round. Um, so probably under DK Uzama, or, Le- or if you really want to double up on tight end, we're really going to go I early. Mean, well, you could add it. There's good t- second tight ends that could be added in like the, the fourth or fifth round. Do you want to hear my argument? Sure. I am that high on Laporta, number one. Number two, if he can pass catch as well as you think, and if we're thinking that under Love, we're going to lean even more into the like Matt LaFleury side of the offense, I don't see why having multiple versatile tight end players could ever be a bad thing. The <laughs> downside, I think the detraction is that tight end is a slow position to learn so you would not get a lot of immediate contribution from these guys 
is the so counter lost se- lost season lost season anyway i uh <laughs> i mean <laughs> leading into uh, that but also the other thing you could say if you want to tight ends are hard to predict success that's rate. True. so that's true. you should if you want to get a good one you might have to go to the well multiple times the other the other counter argument is most good tight ends are not drafted high, so spending two top fifty picks on tight ends is not a great planning. Right. That's the other reason why you could get one early and one late, or one early and two late. I think it's just I'm I'm that high on Laporta, but I I have kind of uh, steered our last two picks, so I'm gonna let you make the call on this one. I could see BJ Ojolari is very interesting. Have you? What are your thoughts on him? Is the edge I out of LSU? Watched him enough. Who do you like better, Anudike Uzama or Ojolari? Ajilari. I like Anudike Uzama. People whose opinions I value, like um, Benjamin Solak and um, I, there's another person, are really high on Ojilari. I think Solak was high on Ojilari, if I remember correctly. Um, in terms of just really good production, I think he's pretty young. Uh, you want to double-check that for me so I'm not just let's making that up? Let's see how old. Let's see if it has it in here. Yeah, Uzama's only Uzama's only 21. In a, in a month, so he's Ojilari pretty is... Less than twenty. Less than twenty-one, um, and I'm another pretty player sure... who's young. Uh, I can't remember now who it was. I was talking about. Oh no, it's somebody's. How about another player that uh, is is lower here in PFF than others other rankings? I think is Bosky mm-hmm. from Notre Dame. I have not watched. What are, edge. You, what are your? What's your elevator pitch? Mm. I don't know enough about him. I have to admit, I don't know enough about Foskey. I think some people like some of his athleticism, and he may go higher than this, but I have watched a little bit of uh, Uzama, and uh, he looks pretty good. He looks like somebody who could be exciting. I, if, I, 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 would, I would go Uzama here. Okay, I am game for that. I really like his initial burst. Um, just like when you watch him, like he is first off the line. Uh him and Miles Murphy, I feel like, had two of the better first steps that I watched personally. Um, I don't know if he's done actually full official testing yet. I was just trying to find, because I was curious. I was like, I was wondering what his uh, jumps were. But I don't think he actually ended up doing... Yeah, he just did measurements. 6'3", 255. Um, pretty average height, weight, wingspan, hand size, etc. All kind of average. Um, but I feel like when I watch him, he's, he seems like a very good athlete. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, we don't have any testing numbers. Um, I just, I'm just i seeing Laporta staring at me, and it would be really sad if he ended up being really good and they didn't take him. Um, I would be dunking on a lot of people. Uh, but yes, let's take Anadike Uzoma, uh, edge rusher out of Kansas so you, State. You don't want to get dunked on. Because <laughs> uh, if one of your friends who follows the other team, say the Niners pick him. Thankfully, the Niners don't have any picks because they use <laughs> all of their picks on a quarterback they don't play. Um, right, who's already been announced to be the, 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 the backup. Yeah. Thank you for doing that, Niners. We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, let's take on... So they did manage somehow to sign um, Hargraves. Doesn't make sense, does it? No. Where Doesn't make sense. Where's the from? money coming from? Doesn't make any sense. Okay. Doesn't make I, any sense. I, I feel like I'm not ready yet to double up a tight end. We will, I think. But later. At some point, but later. Yeah. All right, Anadik Ozama. Let's take him. I would say the decision that we made was Washington versus Laporta. Yeah, and I think they go Washington. I think they like him better. 
So let's go Uzama. And now we're running down to the the round of death. Yep. Third round time. 78th overall pick. Do we just burn it? <laughs> Do we just pick we, Tanner McKee? So Do we just we have... take a quarterback for no reason? <laughs> Honestly, would contribute more to the team. We don't yet have any a safety. third round pick. Hendon Hooker's already gone. But maybe he's got too much possibility to actually use a uh, Packers third rounder on. I mean, I would. Ju- I just. I feel bad for whoever we pick here, because right. we've ru- we've ruined their career. Uh, do we have anybody we have a personal vendetta against yet? I know, right? Who are we? Who are we trying to burn real quick? Um, but I think when you're here, I would say uh, leaning. Say, I mean, I. I mean, I'm going to tell you Cedric Tillman. Right. So here are the players that I would say we don't have a safety yet. There are a couple safeties that I kind of like here bat jordan battle from alabama and jail skinner from boise state those would be the safeties that i'd take in this range um typically well we're also in we the range of jamie yet. of jamie robinson who they just yeah for he's a still visit. there and they had him for a visit though i think i like battle and skinner more those we'll have to see if skinner does any testing in as he recovers from his torn pack he boise state had their pro day and he didn't participate yet can um, i pitch can i pitch tillman to you um, sure, and, and so I would say we're either going to go safety or receiver here. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll never say the Packers won't pick an offensive lineman, but I would also <laughs> say safety or receiver here. Um, for me, Cedric Tillman. It's time for um, your long snapper, folks. I know, right? How's that for a third-round pick? We get a long snapper in the third-round. That'd third be round. the only one that would be good. That'd be the only <laughs> third-round pick that'd be good after we just signed a long snapper. Um, for Tillman, um, receiver out of Tennessee. One of the few larger receivers in this class came into the combine at 6'3", 213, um, which is in the 80th percentile, uh, each of those around there for height and weight. Um, massive hands, 10-inch hands, which is in the 90th percentile. Um, a 4'5", 440, so fast enough, especially for his size. A 37-inch vertical and a 10-foot, 8-inch broad jump um, was... Really solid two years ago for Tennessee, and then this past year battled ankle injuries that kind of kept him. Um, he played, but he just wasn't at a hundred percent for a lot of the year. And I mean, we've seen we saw Devontae in his second year battle ankle injuries, and pretty much his whole game fell apart. So we can, we know how impactful an ankle injury can be on a receiver. Um, I know a lot of draft Knicks are very high on him. Connor Rogers is really high on him. Um, of uh new of the draft uh nfl stock exchange uh one of pff's um uh podcasts uh and that's that's my pitch on him uh good player out of of a school that threw the ball a lot to be fair um and he was the number two on that team behind hyatt but i i think i think that's the type of receiver they would be looking for big explosive um not super fast but four five four is fast enough in my opinion so here's a question for you, because I see these two as being somewhat similar. How do you feel about him versus Xavier Hutchinson? It's a good question. I think the ceiling's higher with Tillman. Mm-hmm. Hutchinson, also a really big guy. Similar speed, 4.53. Um, Just nowhere near the broad jump, nowhere near the as explosive. He's also, he's almost 23 
How old is Tillman? He's also a whole inch shorter. Also about the same. He's an inch shorter. He's 10 pounds lighter, and he has smaller arms, smaller hands, and he's Uh he's just... He's he's smaller in every way, and then also like not quite as good an athlete. So to me, Hutchinson is a, definitely a Packers type of player, um, but I just think Tillman's ceiling is so much higher. He's a better athlete, um, and there aren't that many big good athletes in this class. I would not be surprised if he goes in the second round in the actual draft, just because the type of player he is is kind of rare in this class. Um, but if he's there in the third, I think the Packers should take him. Unfortunately for him. <laughs> Yeah, the one thing about say about essentially, I think about this sometimes in terms of uh, Jalen Hyatt. He didn't have a breakout year until Tillman was hurt. It's true. Tillman was the well, Tillman and Valus Jones last year um, uh-huh. were the big player, were the big receivers, and Hyatt was behind them essentially. Yeah, um, and 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 then uh, he didn't get, then he got his chance and blew up this year, but. And I mean, he did win the Bulitnikov, so. But Tillman last year had 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. So, yeah. like, he, he was capable of being the one in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm voting Tillman. Okay, time for receiver? I think so. I, I think they right. will take one on the first two days. All right, we'll go I mean, send we, they, they, we heard them say, I think Smith and Jigba said that they're they're looking at all the receivers. All the receivers, right, right. All right, so of the receivers who are here, I like uh, Tillman the most for about where he's somebody who's supposed to be drafted around this area. The other one yeah. would be Michael Wilson if you knew he could hold up. What are your thoughts on Jaden Reed? <sighs> I watched him once a while ago, and I thought the tape looked kind of fun, but he's smaller. Yeah, and he's 23, which I think Tillman is too, but... But yeah, let's go Tillman. All right, we'll go Tillman. Yeah, Tillman's also 20. Tillman, Reed, Hutchinson, they're all about 23. Yeah, and we right. saw them kind of ignore their age thresholds last year too. So, Yeah, I think we're gonna, it's going to happen for uh, Michael Wilson's also 23. They're all about 23. All right, let's draft Tillman. And then we'll see what falls and if there are any safeties that I still like for one of the early safeties who I like, Ojomo as a second D lineman, because I think we were going to need two D linemen. You think? Look, we have three. We only have three. I'm, I'm, I'm counting them now. You're right. There are only I mean, three. Unless you want to count Jonathan Ford. I was going to say. On the, who, was on the, who was on the roster the whole year, was not active for a single game. And we still, three, contri- still contributed more we have, than, than Sean Ryan. <laughs> than Sean Ryan. We have three defensive linemen who have ever taken a snap in the NFL. Yeah, it's just Kenny Slayton and and Wyatt. So I think they will take two. They might not take their second one this early. But I like Ojomo. He's really athletic and he's young. In our yeah, twenty one point six. Well, anyway, let's let's see. Um, But I also I want to see if there's any safety left. I like maybe like I like Ronnie Hickman. Out of Ohio State, yeah. and I just Hickman, saw him there. Hickman, I've taken. So, I would say Hickman. There's, there's your, there's your man, Jair Brown. Jair Brown's still my guy at this range. I just wouldn't take him anymore in like the third or second. Yeah. So Hickman's a possibility. Um, just want to take. You want to take your second tight end yet? Kuntz is eh. still on the board. Kuntz is. I mean, 
at this rate, I think we just wait for, uh, is it Gindorf out of uh, North Dakota State? Gindorf. Also, um, Brenton Strange. Interesting. From Penn State. Oh, yes. Okay. He, he looks good. Just Penn he State He looks like things. he could be good. And, and they... Um, whether he'll actually go as late as PFF thinks is is another case, but I I kind of like him as well. The as thing a late with round um, tight end. The thing with uh, <coughs> was going to say Kuntz is you're betting on athleticism, which has generally been a good bet for tight ends. For tight ends, yes. You just take an athlete at the tight end position; they have worked. Um, so you see, if you with watch Dawson, his tape, he looks a little kind of awkward. Okay, good to know. Very leggy. Um. He doesn't you know, really look smooth. I was going to say, you know who that kind of reminds me of? Who, who's like, quote-unquote, an elite athlete, but does not look like an elite athlete? Gesicki. To me, when I watch Gesicki play, I'm like, this guy is kind of kind of awkward in his body. Yeah, so we'll um, see. Uh, he, he... I liked watching Ronnie Hickman play at Ohio State um, at safety. I, I think he's a good player. And I like Jair Brown a lot, too. We're get, so we are getting to the point where any player they pick has flaws. Jair Brown, I feel like, looked the best when I watched him play. His tape looks really fun. But the testing was the ball. so bad. Right, but it so did it's, improve it's, a lot at his pro day. Yeah, I looked up. It, it, his, uh, his 40 time improved by um, 0.08 seconds, not 0.12. It went from like 4.65 to 4.57. I mean, that's better, but it's still not ideal. And his, it's, it's not um, really in their thresholds at all. Four five seven is. It is. Is that right? No, no. The, sorry, it was four five six was the cutoff. The slowest it was, was a Amos at four. Small. Oh small no! Sample size ha ha ha! Thing. Was four five eight. And we, well, we saw how that worked. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you. I'm not arguing not. in his favor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy who was not very good. I mean, he ran that fast. <laughs> they did take him in the first for some reason that year, though. Really didn't make sense when you think about it. I mean, just a slow safety. They just got so they got kind of dazzled by the flashing lights of Alabama. Yeah, and his his uh, his jumps also got got better as well in his pro day. Yeah, I mean, five it, it inches was, farther in the broad jump, and his uh, shuttle wasn't bad at four two two. But I mean, still. you you watch him run the like you watch him run on the field and like watching him play. It's like there's no way this four six. So right. right, if you look at his only his combine numbers, his RAS is four five nine. You add you you substitute or add in his pro day numbers, and it becomes an eight one seven. It's oh, it's that high. I thought it was like a seven six. No, it's like eight one seven. I mean, I'm taking Jair Brown here. Then if he's if he if his athleticism like isn't a question isn't as big of a question mark, I don't think you can deny like what you see. Depends when you on watch how, what you feel about. Pro day testing. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't think, was it Hickman's testing wasn't great either, and they need a safety. Let's see. Hickman, Hickman. Where the heck? I have him on here somewhere. Ronnie Hickman Jr.? Uh, he just did measurements. Let's see. Has he oh, actually? Oh, yeah. That's it. I only have for him. I, I didn't, I haven't he looked at his Actually, he might not have day. tested at all. I haven't seen his pro day. He just has his height and weight. Let's see what I can find. But uh, no, yeah, I don't. I don't have. I don't think he's done any testing yet. So you really don't know. And and I mean, 
Yeah, just I have I have uh, Jay Brown as like number seven in combined um, coverage combined coverage grade. I mean, I, I'm ta- I'm picking him in in my opinion, but I want to go I, back to I, your I kind of, your your first your first crush on my on first safeties. crush, and then which was immediately <laughs> obliterated at the combine. But I mean, if he's back, baby, he's back. <laughs> uh, like yeah, let's take Jay Brown. Why not? All right, we'll take a, we'll take a flyer on Jay Brown. It's the it's the fourth round. All right, we're going Jay Brown. We're going back to going back to the well. Going back to Jay Brown. You cannot go wrong. And with we, a don't guy named what, we don't know what we don't know what Hickman is as an athlete. He hasn't done anything. That's true. There's no. There's we only have questions. This is a player I've literally never heard of, and I'm going to expose myself. I've never heard of Jalen Moreno Cropper. Oh. Um, he's a small but fast. I think I looked him up once. Um, five eleven, one seventy two. I think PFF he's got decent doesn't even speed. have his age. Are we sure this guy is real? <laughs> he's not the only one they don't have the age for. Okay. Uh, somebody I just clicked up a minute ago also didn't have an age, and it was hard to find. Oh, Hickman's still there. All right, so 30, we're here. The, we're here in the fifth round. Some uh, Fehoko, the edge out of San Jose State, I think is interesting. Um, the guy I like is Yaya Diaby. Actually, if we wanted to get a second edge, mm. he's athletic. I don't think it's available this late. I don't think it's a super necessary to have a second edge here. Hickman is interesting no. if they want to go back to back safety. That I wouldn't hate it. I might rather go Howden than Hickman, and get Howden in the seventh. Mm, just wait, and just wait on Howden, or you just take Howden now and not play games. <laughs> ignore what the recommendations are and go with what probably is going to happen. Yeah, who do we want to go? Another wide receiver. I was looking at Bryce Ford Wheaton. Let's see. Let me pull up all the wide receivers here. Um, Bryce Ford Wheaton, doesn't he just seem like a Packard? I mean, one of the best performances at the Combine of any of the receivers. Big, fast, physical, just a freak. Um, so, yeah, so Yeshivas, Yeshivas was somebody we thought thought about. He went just four picks ago. Um, this is Xavier also Hutchinson. the spot where they would 100% look at offensive linemen. So one person I've... Th- so... Wheaton or Dontavian Hick Wicks is another guy, though he didn't test as well. You know, he's not an athletic freak like Ford Wheaton, but he had a really good he wasn't so good this past year, really good two years ago. But there are some offensive linemen as well. Uh guard I like here, Zavala. Um mm-hmm. I think he I did know, really well State. in his pro he day. Had a, yeah, he had a really good pro day I was reading about the other day. Yeah. And he might not have been invited. Was he invited not invited to the combine? But whatever it is, he did a really good pro day. He looked really athletic, and it's—I forget what his um, testing is, but it's—he he, looks looks good. Yeah, I mean, thirty bench reps, thirty-two and a half inch vertical, and a five-second flat forty-yard dash. I mean, that'll play. That'll so play we 100%. could go. So far for wide receiver, though, we've only picked one. Yep. In Tillman. Yeah, and but we got it. Imagine that. Ford, Ford Wheaton or Z- uh, Zavala are th- th- are two that I'm considering. And then Hickman, I wouldn't hate as a pick here. I just think it would be, if we're trying to be accurate, I would be surprised if the Packers went five rounds without taking a lineman. I know Gutekinds would be like tweaking at this point, not having picked a lineman. You think they'll wake this this long? I mean, you would, wouldn't want to. I like him of the, let's see, who are the tackles that are left? I don't think like the tackles that are usually projected this I actually like some of the seventh round tackers, tackles more than like these fifth round tackles they project. There's some guys I like. This, so the guys I like probably will end up going here and not be a steal in the seventh round. Like yep. um, Ojukwu, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen you take him in almost every single one of our uh, he's mock always, Mondays. He's there at the beginning of the 7th, and he's one of the more athletic tackles that has pretty good shuttle compared to... I don't think he like, quite and, uh, hits that. Him Russell. and Gaines out of uh, Gaines. UCLA. For some reason, yeah. Gaines is, on PFF has not moved up. Other sites have him in like the 130s. He's still in like the 280s or something in, in PFF. I don't understand that one. Anyway, but, but Zavala is somebody who... Um, well, what would you do here? See, I know it is kind of cheap to say, I know from experience I'm going to get offensive linemen I like in the seventh round. Without doing but that's that, that's probably what would you do here? not going to happen for real. For yeah. reals. If we're going to talk for reals. And uh, I do want to get an, another receiver with only having one because I think they need to add at least two to this team of the players that we like. Um, all right, let's, let's do, let's, let's act a little bit more like Packers and I think they'll take Zavala. All right. Yeah. I, I just think, I, I don't think Gudikins knows how to not take linemen. He'll start having you know, convulsions. And I mean, <sighs> okay. So we, we've now added, so let's see who's still left now after that. And we, could you not see a world where if Zavala is really good, they move Elton to center? And just right or or Tom to center. Yep. Well, no, I'm I'm just saying like Zavala in at guard and Elton to center. Oh, and just and and, and, and no then, other changes. Yeah, yeah. So we could see. I mean, he he's his pro day looked really good. Um, looked really athletic. He's kind of the kind of athleticism they like, and he's got I think decent size as well. And we're down so, to Ford, Ford Wheaton is still there. Now yeah, we we, we we've gone our twenty. We've gone twenty one picks now from one forty nine to one seventy. I'm still in the fifth round. So we could grab Ford Wheaton now and get a second receiver. Somebody who's I really would be, he wasn't very productive. I would be very on board with that. I, I just think he's the type of player they would take. I mean, he's a freak. He is one of the most freaky athletes in the in the draft, actually. Yeah. I mean, if we if we just want to read it off real quick while I while I have it up. Oh, you have um, it up already. Yeah. So Yes, I will allow you to retort. Six three, two twenty, so massive. Thirty three and a half inch arms, massive. Uh, only average size hands. Um, a four three eight forty, a forty one inch vertical, a ten foot nine inch broad jump, um, an average three cone, but then a four one five twenty yard shuttle, which is seventieth percentile. So just a really good athlete, a really really good athlete. That's huge. How how did West Virginia not get more than six hundred seventy five yards to this guy? I was going to say they, they the play team. in the Big Twelve. Like no one's playing defense. <laughs> I don't know they, what we're stopping. He didn't, he didn't lead the team in receiving. That is a concern, but also we're picking here in like the fifth, like this pick one seven. Right, so we're we're going for traits. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Ford Wheaton. I'm not too concerned about it. And you're not you're not even slowing down. So now we skip the sixth round entirely. Yep. Which is you know it happens. <laughs> There'll be someone and there that will will be sad we missed, but. So now at this point, I want to take Howden. Yep. This is the guy they just had in for a visit. They're very clearly high on him. I think he goes higher in the actual draft, but he's here, if he's here in the sixth, they're taking him. Well, seventh. <laughs> oh, yeah, shoot. That's right. We, we didn't even have a sixth-round pick. The no, we didn't have a six. We, we, we blew right past the sixth into the seventh, but we have four seventh-rounders. So yep. I would say for our first seventh-rounder, let's Howden. get Howden and not mess around any longer. Yep. And now, at this point... Two picks or we, three picks later, down at two thirty-five. The previous one was two thirty-two. Yep, we don't have a. So now I think we're looking at doubling up at positions. We have our second safety. 
We don't have a second tight end. I think it's a good chance they'll get one. We don't have a second D lineman, as we talked about before. I think there's a decent chance they take one. I'm not a big fan, though. The, I guess the one I like best, actually, is probably Nesta Jade Silvera mm-hmm. um, from Arizona State. He's ranked higher on other boards than he is on the PFF board. Yeah, as we get deeper um, in these ones, we're hitting guys that I'm not as familiar with, so I'm going to kind of leave it over to you. I always do seven-round mocks. I like, the, I like the late rounds. I like looking for those bargains in the in the late rounds. And, and it's often they end up getting drafted earlier than, than I'm getting them. Like a few years ago, I was picking Dylan and Deguara every draft, but I was picking him in the fourth round and the fifth round, not the yep. second and the third. Yep. But here, and here, I remember that because I was like, well, because I was picking Deguara in the fifth all the time too. I was like, yeah, it's a great fifth round pick, you know, to get a get a fullback, get a move, get a tight end that can do a lot of things. They picked him in the third, and I was like, oh. And so, there uh, are I also think here, some I'm, I'm tight ends I like here personally. Right. So another, do you want to get uh, another inside offensive lineman, or do you want to go for a tackle? Though maybe. Saldivar. I think o- I think Ojuku Gaines is just still there. Follow the short shuttle. Follow the short shuttle law. He is the best short shuttle of all linemen in the combine. I think. Yep. Follow it. If they those linemen turn out well, more often than not. So where's Gaines? He, they start like eighty percent of their their snaps. Unless we missed him. No, I, I got. I think I got. Let's see. He's pretty low down here. There, ah, he John Gaines the second. UCLA. Yep. That's. You are a Green Bay Packer. Super agile. So now we're down to two picks left. Do we want to take a quarterback? That's what I'm thinking of lately. No. O'Connell? I think, I think the type of backup they need is an, a vet backup. That th- These are the types of backups you would take if Rodgers was still a quarterback. I don't think you take a young backup to have behind Love because why? You know? So I'm thinking about a tight end, a second yep. tight end, and a second D lineman. Do we want a third? Is there any... Th- is there any third receiver we take over a second a second player in either of those? The only wide receiver I like really late is Antoine Green from North Carolina. Eh. I think he's good enough. Um, but I don't think they end, necessarily need another receiver. I and would I, say I know Gutekind said, he, Stray- oh. said he's interested in adding a vet to that room. Yes, which would well see if it, maybe they can get somebody in trade. Otherwise, it's like. Um, Jarvis Landry or Kenny Galladay. Well, I think it's most likely going to be Corey Davis. Yes. I guess we'll see. We'll have to figure out some cap shenanigans to make that work. But yeah, let's but, let's go tight end here. Um, I would be between Strange and Gindorf. Yeah, those are my two favorites. They they both may go much higher than this. Uh, some sites have Gindorf in like the one fifty, like one fifty, and some sites don't have listed at all. I think it's just because he's a North Dakota State. I need I need uh, Ross Uglum to say how good Gindorf really is. <laughs> the, he had just a little bit of tape last year because he got hurt and only played like the first two or three games. It looked good. He's pretty big too. Um, and so I think he's also blocking and doing pretty well for his size. He's like 6'6", 263. I mean, in this mock, we've already taken Washington, so we do have that bigger tight end. Right. And right. Strange, this how one, big is Strange? Yeah, Six, Strange four, a little smaller. So I've heard some people, who was it now, that Strange could line up all over, do some of the fullback, H-back stuff, um, maybe not such a good blocker, but can do... Uh, um, well, given the fact they already took a bigger tight end in Washington, I'm more inclined to lean Strange. I think it changes a bit if they had taken Laporta before. Yeah, so they took Laporta, then I might lean toward Gindorf here. All right, let's take um, Brenton Strange. Tight end. Right, let's take Penn Strange, State. tight end. 
and then see what we got left. We still got two quarterbacks at the top of the board. <laughs> but I can't. So the other thing you could do, which I have not been doing lately, would be to take a running back. Evan yeah. Hull, who they met with at the combine, I think. I would, I would, um, I could test oh, the Jade Silvera. You see the player three more down? Jordan Mims? I ran track with him. Oh, all right. Should we, should we, should we yeah. draft Jordan Mims? <laughs> go, go Packers. I mean, Look yeah, at that rushing grade. Went to my, went to my high school. I ran track I with him. You... He was very, he was very, very fast. Fresno State. Rushing grade ninety point two. That's quite the grade. I mean, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Um, that's the that's awesome. I mean, yeah, that that was he was a nice guy. He's a good guy. Um, I would say I could see them uh, drafting a running back though, because I think there is still a hole in that third spot, and we've seen they like to run two backs even when even even when one of the two main guys is down. Um, I think here in the seventh would be a perfectly fine place to take a third guy. Yeah, but they had enough running backs last year to have everybody back in the room. I mean, do they? Oh, well, once the season was like half over. Yeah. I <laughs> I think there's room to improve. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Can you help me very quick? Kyle, Who, um, who's their the current third Memphis, running back? The guy from Memphis. Um, yes. Patrick, um, no, other other guy from Memphis. It's not. It's not Patrick. Um, oh, you're you're killing me. Um, <laughs> I'm talking total blank. Me too. And it's it's. I'm embarrassing myself. I'm pulling it up because this is going to drive. And me crazy. I can even Patrick think of Taylor. Like, Patrick Taylor. Patrick Taylor. Patrick, Patrick Taylor. Was, Taylor. It was Patrick. Yeah. Um. And then Goodson, uh, who they had on the practice squad. That's true. Um, I forgot about Goodson. Goodson's Goodson was solid. Um. In preseason, actually, it's so solid that a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's going to be him or Kylan," and then it was Kylan, and then it wasn't Kylan. <laughs> Right. Um, who are I you still thinking? Think they need to add another. I'm thinking of adding uh, um, Silvera, a defensive, another interior line, another interior D lineman. lineman, another seventh round yeah. interior D lineman. I mean, yep. Why not? I mean, I I trust I trust your judgment. I could see that, that argument. Would be my pick, and I think he's actually might go earlier than this. Okay, let's uh let's go with uh uh let's go with him then out of uh, Arizona State. And then we'll have kind of shored up some of the D-line depth because they're still probably going to have an UDFA there as well. Right. I think they're right. I don't... Because I think they'll be able to get a decent uh, extra running back in camp as an UDFA. Yeah, I, well. I think that's that's very likely. So, all right, last pick, Nesta Jade Silvera. And that ends our draft. Um, so just walking through this... Uh, 15th overall pick, we took Kalijah Kansi, D-tackle out of Pittsburgh. 42nd overall pick, which we got from the Jets in the Aaron Rodgers trade, uh, picked Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia. 45th overall pick, the Packers' original second-round pick, Felix Anadike Uzoma, edge out of Kansas State. Uh, 78th overall pick, picked wide receiver Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. 116th overall pick, safety Jair Brown out of Penn State. Can you uh, scroll down for me a little, Dad? Oh, sorry. Um... 149th pick, uh, guard Chandler Zavala out of NC State. Uh, 170th pick in the fifth round, wide receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia. Uh, skipping down to the seventh round, pick 232, Jordan Howden, safety out of Minnesota, who they just met with. Uh, pick 235, guard John Gaines II out of UCLA, best short shuttle of any of the linemen this year. 
Uh, pick 242, tight end Brenton Strange uh, out of Penn State. And then final pick, 256, uh, interior defensive lineman Nesta Jade Silvera out of Arizona State. We'll be tweeting a screenshot of this along with the episode so you can follow along. Um, pretty good draft, Dad. Uh, what are your thoughts on anything you wish you could have changed? Um, the one thing I wish we could have been able to get a little bit better was uh, receiver. Yeah. I just didn't quite fall. I mean, it's a bad receiver. It's not a bad. It's a weaker receiver class than previous years. Yeah, and, and I think without doing some trade back to get extra draft picks in like the second or third round, or and only getting one second from the Jets this year, made it a little hard to. I like to get two receivers in like the first three or four rounds, and we didn't get our first receiver until round three, and our second yeah. receiver at the end of round five. So that's a little later than, you know, if I want to get two two players that have the potential I think, to be like starters have a, maybe maybe like a 30 percent chance but have a you know some chance of actually being a top end receiver and not a like third or um wide receiver of three or four yeah well but it does you- kind of round out a little bit we have another a bigger receiver to get across the middle who could replace lazard because i think we need somebody catching passes in the middle and then of course we have two tight ends as well and then another speedster um so we have a second Another, well, actually, it would be a third because Melton is actually really fast as well um, to try to stretch the field and open up the open up the middle and underneath for, um, say, Dobbs, tight ends, Jones, and uh, new, new tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. So this was our second official mock draft here at the start of April after doing one way back in February. Thanks so much for giving a listen. We also talked a little bit about the owners meeting, the Jets, um, Packers trade rumors that are still going on and what the Packers are still doing in all this pre-draft prep. Uh, we will be posting this episode uh, along with a image of the mock draft summary uh, on our Twitter, at FatherSonPackers, so, so uh, give us a follow there so you can follow along while you're listening. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be releasing another episode next week, one a week every single week this offseason. And then until next time, Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.